what? No fucking ZD now? Uh, the callbacks for the folks who have been, the, the two people that have been with us since day one. Mitchell Wheatley. And me. Chad Parker. Two fans. But somehow, 120 downloads every episode. Whoever the other 118 are. 120 thousand downloads per episode Ooh, maybe this is the one that'll like actually like shoot us back up into popularity yeah, yeah. you can start doing one a week yeah well let's get right into it baby Here we go. uh-oh do you want to play a game no no well you have to oh no okay it's, it's good okay it's they're really bum 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 game over Welcome to Bad Vice, everybody. Welcome to Bad Vice with Gorian and Hoffman the and tw- Robin. <laughs> hey, it's me, Remy. I mean, here, wait. Let, let, I think we got. I think we have something for this. Hold on. Wait a second. We Hold could on. AI. Robin is loading. Got you know those clicks? It's so great to be back on Bad. Oh Vice. wow! Oh, Robin. Wow, Robin so nice for you to join us. How How is your week going? Well, tell me about your week first a little bit, Hoffman, and then we'll see okay. what Robin has we'll to say about Robin. your week. There's a little delay for Robin. You're in New York. You're in Toronto. You're leaving today. Yes, I am. Came to Toronto for a wedding. One of my oldest friends got married. It was lovely. I had a couple of tears, and uh, to see. Them. I hope your flight doesn't end like nine eleven. <laughs> Thanks, Bobby. <laughs> Holy shit! Robin. <laughs> it doesn't either. Yeah, I'm flying out tomorrow, so let's hope it doesn't end like nine eleven. To quote you. <laughs> Wow. You know what? She's funnier in AI <laughs> yeah, form yeah. than she is when she's really here. I really wish I could figure out a way to make it think and then just like automatically yeah, do it. That like would be full crazy. AI Robin with us riffing on what we said. It might be worth looking into just, just for the goof. Well, it would be great if we could do an entire episode where we don't actually do anything. It's completely AI. I think that I could input like the, the, the text into some sort of thing and it would like be like, okay, here's a, an episode with all of us, you know? Yeah, because we, we react to things the same way. So if you just put in the advice mm. columns, you know, we'll say the same things. It's I'll like be ma- like, ju, 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 ju. Yeah, it's like Mad Libs where it's yeah. like, fat, 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 yeah. ju, ju, ju. And you'll say something, you know, terribly offensive. What do you think, Bobby? <laughs> I think AI is great. Ooh, that, that was like all that was like all vocal fry. Hey, I think that's great. Can I send can you can I s- send you the text for my advice columns and can you have AI Robin read them? Is that easy to do? <laughs> yeah, you know what? If you sent me if you if you like highlight copy and paste, it, yeah. you just send the text. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll cut the dead air. Pull it up. Okay, beautiful. This is great. It's just like Robin's here. Okay, I'm going to get my first question ready to go and Bobby is going to read it. So the AI Robin is ready to read the question, but let's get a little intro from Hoffman. Yeah, this is so great. This is you crazy. Know, Robin just she she's always flying off the handle and going way out of control now off left control field. Her. Now we can control Put her, her and have her say just what we want to say. So this question under our thumb. Uh, well, we're just talking over each other, so maybe we maybe we need AI Gorian as well, so I can I can just talk when I need to talk, and you and Bobby can just fully be computerized. Anyways. <laughs> This is New York Times, brand new, August 2nd. Philip Galanis. I wish I could bring an E. Jean question, but she's just, her new job is just suing Trump, so there's no <laughs> more advice. Anyway, the title is My New Boyfriend is a Dud at Buying Gifts. What can I do? And I can relate to this. So I love gifts more than anything in my life. I love gifts, but I'm not a good gift giver. So I I'm a great empathize. gift giver. No one gives me good gifts ever. Like no you, one's ever like I never got a gift where I'm like, no fucking way. How did you you know, yeah, like one of those You're a good gift giver. I when give you those send gifts. something No, you know, you gave me the OJ Simpsons. That's probably oh, yeah. I will say that's yeah, one of the, the greatest, like I would never have bought that for myself, yeah. but like Tell the listeners what it is. He got me a signed popcorn bucket 
perforation tab from O.J. Simpson. Yes. And a signed Marsha Clark courtroom photo. Yeah. The entire, the whole thing, both items total cost me like 20 USD. So it was a great gift. Last year on my birthday, I watched all eight hours of <laughs> O.J. Simpson versus the people because I was working. I'm like, I just put it on at 9 a.m. and finish at 5 p.m. I think we should both get COVID and then watch the entire trial, oh. but we'd have to get COVID like two or three times yeah. and we should just watch the whole thing. Imagine if like, O.J. Simpson streamed himself watching it, like a React video. Hello, Twitter world. <laughs> O.J. Simpson reacts to O.J. Simpson verdict. First time reaction. Okay. Anyway, Bobby, why don't you go ahead and read the question about the boyfriend is not good at buying gifts. Go ahead. Don't be shy, Bobby. My boyfriend and I are two weeks away from the first anniversary of our meeting. We both lost longtime spouses within the last five years. Sad. I love him and I believe he loves me too. We're talking about moving in together. My disappointment with him involves gift giving. He doesn't celebrate special days or want gifts or any acknowledgement. But I love giving and receiving presents. For my birthday, he... And blowjobs. <laughs> ...took me to dinner, but otherwise made little effort. He offered to buy me a gift if I wanted something. For his birthday, I made a special dinner and some homemade candy. Mm. Also, he's had some health Ew. issues recently that have created extra work for me. <laughs> I don't begrudge he's that. And he seems grateful, but an occasional gift or word of appreciation would be nice. Should I tell him I want a gift for our anniversary? That was amazing. Your, yeah. your comment in there was a little unnecessary, the blowjobs <laughs> thing. I think we're just, you know, we're trying to be more sensitive as a podcast in 2023, and you didn't get the memo. I've been watching too many uh, come down repeats. I, I, have not, I can't talk about that. I watched but, the Adam Friedland show, just the clips on Instagram, but they seem funny. I, I saw he did something with uh, Maddie Healy from 1975. I like that. Isn't Maddie Healy dating Taylor Swift? No, that was began and over before. No he knew way. It. That's long oh, gone. Oh, damn. He's fun. He's great. He's fun. I think everything, it's all shtick, and I think it's fun. Yeah, now it's like if you have a little bit of fun, they like they fire you from Rick and Morty. You know, yeah. it's like, what? What about having fun? There's this like New York filmmaker, Cave something, and he has this new film, like Getting High with Maddie Healy. And it's just like, and he's some old dude, and he's like ribbing a bong, and Maddie Healy's like, go, go, go. And I'm like, gotta see that. It looks wonderful. Maddie Healy's not the blind dude that plays the guitar, right? No, that's Stevie Wonder. <laughs> you see the conspiracy theories that he wasn't blind and he was just fucking putting it on? It ain't a conspiracy theory. There's there's like a video of him like catching something on stage. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but anyway, Bobby did such an amazing job reading yes, that. Yes, yes. It wasn't... I read the title in the beginning. It didn't go where I thought it was going to go. It's like I thought it was going to be he's bad. The gifts he gives are bad. In which yeah. case, I was going to be like, some people aren't good at giving gifts. But apparently, he just doesn't give them or hmm. offer recognition. Yeah, and it's like... You, you like to get like a nice little like thing every now and then even it's like a fucking like banana you know you're like oh i like bananas thank you you know or like a pack of Yu-Gi-Oh cards or something I don't yeah know. here's I don't pack of Yu-Gi-Oh cards <laughs> no you know like uh i don't know just know that synchro shit okay i don't play with those cards go buy her a book yeah exactly yeah you buy, so he buy doesn't her give a book. any gifts also when they say that they lost longtime spouses do they mean they got yeah, there's three options thinking. here one they got divorced two the they died or b like they lost them and then it's also he He's had some health issues recently that have created extra work for me. Why don't you tell us what's working in this relationship? Because <laughs> so far I'm hearing a lot of bad. It sounds like he he hurt himself and then she's just like giving him gifts and he just like doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, he's wheelchair bound and she's like, take yourself to the store. <laughs> like, give me a, give me a line for what's that wheelchair movie we like? <laughs> what wheelchair? You know movie? the one where he spins around. Oh, you mean whatever happened to Baby Jane? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, the wheelchair movie we like. Oh, 
by the way, Blanche, <laughs> we got rats in the cellar. I thought you were going to have a sound bit for that. I, I, I can't touch anything. I can't do yeah, anything. Right it's, now, it's, we're it's totally hard. focused on yeah. AI Robin. <laughs> yeah, literally just, it, I can't juggle like nine things. Okay, but well, hit me up with an answer, though. Well, wait, wait. So, what's, so, yes, if you're bad at giving gifts, that's one thing. But I think there's an expectation. Unfortunately, everybody wants gifts. Everybody wants a little something. So, you got to be good at giving something. It, like, you yeah. know what? Like, like, slip like a little, like... <laughs> treat into her work bag like a oh excuse me slip like a pack of like um sour patch kids into the work bag and then when she's at work it's like oh sour Um, patch kids what a oh what a treat like it it can be as small as that bill burr has a bit about how his wife came and like gave him a sandwich one day while he was working in his garage on a car and it was like six years ago and he still thinks about that sandwich he's like oh it was and there was like a cold beer she brought out too and it's just like yeah if i was at the (laughs) office and like someone just walked in and was like would you like some iced tea I would, I would love that. I was at Chipotle once, and the, I went to go pay, and the guy's like, you don't have to pay. And I was just like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, you're good to go. I'm like, That's right. what the fuck, dude? Like, it was crazy. I, I go to this lunch counter, like, in, in the bottom of my building. It's like a Jewish deli kind of thing. And you pay at the front. You go tell them what you had. And I'm like, oh, I had the, mm-hmm. the sandwich and a fries. And the guy's like, oh, how was everything today? And I was like, excellent as always. Mm. And he said, fries are on me. Oh, oh. Free fries. That's amazing. It was amazing. And yeah. I thought about I'm still thinking about it. Yeah. Dude, I, I was at the record store the other day. And not only did the record store owner remember my name, he gave me a bottle of water. Hello, Gorjan. Would you like some aqua? He said, he, he said it's Gorjan, Gor, Gorhan or something like that. Gorjan, right? Like it was, it was like 80% of the way there. I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. Gorian. Yeah, yeah. Was it cold water? Ice cold. Oh, that on a hot day that changes everything. Yeah. I was I was at that point where I was like walking around being like, oh god, do I get myself like a juice or do I just get oh, a big ass thing of water? You just got it. So we're in agreement. Boyfriend bad. Yeah, you got you want to be with someone that like that like. Lisa says thank you. She uh, yeah. says thank you. Like if I gave someone like a gift and they don't react, you know, I'm it's like, when it says, "Should I tell him I want a gift for our anniversary?" It's like. Plus, you gotta like you. You learn at some point. Some people don't dig gifts. Like my brother, I used to like get him like a specific kind of gift, and now just like I would give him a book, you know. And then like yeah. Christmas Day's over, like the book's still there. And I'm like, all right, I'm gonna fucking use See, a- I like gifts, but I don't really get off on cards. If it's oh, handmade yeah? or something super personal, sure. But if you're just gonna like go to Hallmark and spend six dollars for someone good, else's no, sentiment, I love a good card. I eh. love a good card. I used to like it's cards. Funny. It's my father's fault. We used to get like you know birthday cards, and then the next day, he'd, like come to my room and take all my birthday cards and throw them in the garbage. Wait, 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 wait. Who, who threw them in the garbage? My father. He is, his biggest kink when I was growing up is that he'd come into my room when I wasn't <sighs> home and like do a little cleanup. He'd just start throwing things away. Oh, don't and I get bought me. some ticket mm. on StubHub for this play. It was like three performances only. It was I was like 16 or something. It was Kate Blanchett and Isabelle Huppert. And I bought this ticket on StubHub and it was sitting in my room in an envelope. And he threw it away. And I had to dig through the trash to mm. find it. And I found it. And the play was wonderful. But I had to pee the whole time and there was no reentry, And so it was very uncomfortable. Oh, that sucks. So I held my pee for 90 minutes. But um, yeah, when your when your parents clean up your room, and you're like, "Where the fuck's this thing?" Yeah, and like everything's and like, like a different I don't spot. know. And then I then he gets mad at me for getting mad at him, and I'm like, yeah. "Don't come in. Let it be filth." Yeah, absolutely. Anyways, we're in agreement. <laughs> Let's hear the response. <laughs> we're in agreement. Let it be filth. <laughs> Let it be filth. Some people say, "What's the point of a gift or a thank you if you have to ask for it?" I'm not one of them. You and your boyfriend are still working out the terms of your relationship. Now seems like a perfect time to explain to him that small gifts and words of gratitude are your love languages, as pop psychology puts it. Clearly, they're not his, but that doesn't exempt him from trying to meet your needs, or you his. Set him up to succeed. Tell him, too, about shops you like, or friends with whom he can brainstorm about gifts. I really like... 
just like just like mention like Prada all the time. You know, I'd be like, oh yeah, oh these shoes I saw the the store sure, the other day. Easy. You don't have to. You don't have a problem in my book until you have expressed your needs, and he still makes little effort. We owe it to our partners to help them understand what makes us tick. It's very intelligent. And then the last little bit. Now, burying issues like these can often lead us to weird conclusions. There was not a material difference, in my view, in how you and your boyfriend celebrated each other's birthdays, though you seem to think there was. Though you seem to think there was. Apologies to your homemade candy. Worse, without discussing the emotional significance that gifts and kind words hold for you, asking your boyfriend for them after caring for him during an illness may be misinterpreted as mercenary. So, explain your needs to him and ask about his. Very few of us are mind readers. You see, yeah, New York Times, yeah, all yeah. the news that's fit to print and all the advice that's fit to give, baby. It, it's, yeah, you know, you, you can't fucking... You How can't could Donald Trump call this mind? the Lion New York Times? There was all truth, baby. Oh, he said that? He always is. Oh, the, I the agree with him. New York yeah, Times, fuck the New York Times. You, you oh, don't horrible. read, so get out of here. Anyways... I read. You are read. <laughs> Anyways, I think that was a great one. Did, does Bob, Bobby, do you have anything to say? I think you, Matthew J. Hoffman, and Gorgian Valetic gave some great advice. Huzzah. Oh, thanks, Bobby. Thank you. Wow, this is so nice. Um, so, a woman of few words. Let's get right back into it. Okay. Let's have her read one. Oh, is this? Again. Okay, is this? Yeah. Okay, Bobby, take it away. I like big black cocks in my ass. Just kidding. This is A.I. Hoffman. Oh, God. And I'm going to read to you a great advice article. No. There is a very famous artist I've been seeing for a few months. I was worried it was a situationship, as we would always be at his place watching a movie, cuddling, and of course sexual intimacy. I decided to break things off with him as I felt I was being used, and that it wasn't a real relationship. We took some time off from talking, a month, and then he told me he missed me and would really like to see me again. We made plans. He picked me up, took me to dinner, and we spent time talking. We walked his dog at the park, and he said he would like to go to beach with me. Later, he said he wants to give me a job. I'm a college student. I can never tell what his intentions are. Should I take the job offer? I really like him, but I'm worried that working for him might ruin our chances at a relationship or make my feelings stronger. But also working for him would be a good opportunity, and I would love to help him any way that I can. Okay, so this person. I have to say, A.I. Hoffman, <laughs> Hoffman is a little more Stephen Hawking than Bobby's A.I. was. You know, luckily we can change, we can change the variables. What do you say, I, go to beach? <laughs> Go to beach. My job is beach. I'll, I'll put I'll put I'll put him in the in the twenty percent unstable. Uh, there's a slider. I'm not gonna lie. I was like so distracted, super by the AI me yeah, that I don't know absolutely. if I listened to anything I had to say. <laughs> okay, let me read this out loud. Can you just hit the button and have Bobby read it? There is a very famous artist I've been seeing for a few months. I was worried it was a situationship, okay. as we would always be at his place watching a movie, cuddling, and of course sexual intimacy <laughs> i decided to break things off with him as i felt i was being used and that it wasn't a real relationship we took some time off from talking a month and then he told me he missed me and would really like to see me again we made plans he picked me up took me to dinner mm. and we spent time talking we walked his dog at the park and he said he would like to go to beach with me <laughs> later he said he wants to give me a job i'm a college student I can never tell what his intentions are. Should I take the job offer? I really like him, but I'm worried that working for him might ruin our chances at a relationship or make my feelings stronger. But also working for him would be a good opportunity, and I would love to help him any way that I can. 
Okay, let's assume going to beach with him means going to the beach or lovemaking, one or the other. Okay, so this person's dating an artist, and they're in a, a situationship where they're friends and they're dating, mm-hmm. and he's offering her a job. And mm-hmm. we took some time off from talking. He told me he misses me. I can never tell what his intentions are. Should I take the job offer? So would you take a job offer from someone that you're like mildly dating on and off again? That seems hectic to me. Yeah, I think it depends, you know, what the job like what the job is, but at the same time that dynamic is going to be weird. I say if you don't have a job, take it cuz you always just get back to not having a job super sure, easily, but true. you have to leave a fucking job yeah. for this like weird, you know. And I'll, I'll just say it sounds like she doesn't have a job. Yeah, she was saying like I'm a college student as in dating an artist? Yeah. <laughs> you think they got jobs? I think that well, he has money, he's an artist. Um a very famous artist I've been seeing for a few Ooh, months. It's Nan Golden. Yes, okay. Yeah, date, date. It's like Banksy's sister or something. Yeah, famous artist. Well, I, I don't think it's too far out of reach that like, oh, famous artist like is banging one of his employees. Oh, or her employees. I, I feel like we, there's been movies about that too. Sure. Tar feels like it's that. Tar. Well, that, that didn't end so well. Tar and what was that one? Uh, a, a, a pink buzzsaw, chainsaw, velvet, velvet buzzsaw. buzzsaw. But I blocked that out. I don't remember anything. I like know, that. and I like that director. Well, let me read the answer for this one. Yeah, okay. In a normal that was interesting. Voice. I don't really know if I have an answer to that. Take the job if you don't have another job, and then quit if you want to quit. Answer? Don't work for him. Mm. You're already in a you're already in a messy romantic relationship. That might be fine for now. It's life experience. You seem to be decoding it, and you can walk away whenever you want. But a job? That's something else. The power dynamic is off, and you haven't been able to figure out boundaries. You don't want to attach this relationship to your resume. Also, you don't need to be able to limit your interactions with him if need to. What if he decided it was over, but you had to show up for work the next day? That would not be good. Tell him you prefer to separate romantic connections from your work life. Then ask for a status update, because you need to know why he desires your company. Mm -hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Don't let the famous artist thing affect your choices. You want to be treated well, and if that's not happening, you can go. There will be other less confusing professional opportunities. Look out for them. Signed, Meredith. Yeah, whose advice column is this? You're not really good at giving credit. This is lover, loveletters.boston.com. Uh, make sure make sure we give the credit to loveletters.boston.com. Was there a way in the AI you could have had Bobby read that in like a Boston accent? <laughs> <laughs> I think you can go on this thing and there's like pre-made voices too. There's a voice library. And if you click on it, it says Wayne, cool, calm, deep. What do you think Wayne sounds like? I don't know. I, Excellence don't... is not a skill. It is an attitude. Nah, Why don't, eh. I was thinking something to, deep American narrator voice. These these are all going to just be like this is a deep AI generated voice. Yeah. You know, I'm we want like someone fucking zany. I'm trying to decide if I should have one of these fake voices read my next question or if we should just Indian male young adult. Let's hear it. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically That was interesting. <laughs> it's a good one. It sounds real to me. Yeah. Aaron, trending and hot. Oh, yeah. The less effort, the faster and more powerful you will be. Eh. Remember when I had to hire like Fiverr people to do this for yeah, us? Yeah, they were so good. That was crazy. And now I think it's just like, even like a year later, I'm like, oh, I could have just fucking done an AI. Yeah, but now they're like out of work. That's the real That's the real actor strike. Mother, old English woman. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. <laughs> oh, I kind of like that. Can you have her read my next question? Yeah, I yeah. I sent it to you. Okay, let's see. Add to voice lab. It, was, uh, it is kind of fun to have Bobby do it, though. 
Thanks, guys. You're doing great. I had an extramarital affair for several years. It ended recently, abruptly and unpleasantly. And I blocked all digital and telephonic communication with my ex to ensure that I don't weaken and get involved again. The affair was fulfilling sexually and emotionally, but it was also taboo. We are both otherwise happily married and socialized together as couples. Now I am apprehensive about future encounters. Recently, we all juggled our calendars to attend a small upcoming dinner party at a third couple's home. How should I handle this? I don't want to reach out and ask for a truce. My emotions are still too raw, with hurt and anger not far from the surface. I don't know how to justify canceling the dinner to my spouse, but I'm afraid I may lose it if I go. I'm trying to figure out, if did she find out that he was cheating? No, no, he doesn't know. Oh, okay. So a chick was writing in and that a she chick. was... Jeez. <laughs> And okay, so yeah, so like, and the guy never found out, and the affair was fulfilling. Taboo. Anal. (laughs) Okay, listen. Everybody loves a crazy dinner party. Like when you're watching a movie and there's a big dinner and all the the fucking shit goes down at the dinner. Like American Beauty, great dinner scenes. Like Tyler Perry's Why Did I Get Married? One of the greatest dinner scenes of all time. Everybody loves a crazy dinner. Like two glasses of wine in, fucking shit goes down. Don't cancel, you know. Live life on the edge, baby. Go have, go to this dinner party. See what happens. The could vein be, in your forehead. <laughs> I was I was I went for a hot second to interject there. You, were, you just kept going. Because I'm so excited. I would love. Can you add a fourth couple? I want to come to the I dinner party. Dinner parties are the greatest oh my thing God. in the world. And you know, I would so much rather go to a dinner party where like there's tension, something could go wild and like just boring dinner party. Like you need something to keep it good. Originally I was going to be like, Oh, you know, just sit at the other end of the table, but it's three couples, six people intimate. Just go, maybe send him a text be like BTW. Like don't mention that we fucked mm-hmm. at the dinner. And I think other than that, it's fine. And then maybe I fucking like, love dinner parties. Yeah. Bobby loves dinner parties. Maybe she'll like go to the bathroom and then he'll come and, I don't know. He'll like finger her or something. It'll be wild. I don't know. But crazy sexual tension dinner party sounds great. And I think you should do it. Have you seen the movie with uh, Jason Schwartzman and Adam Scott? Where What's they're two. I couldn't tell you the name. Here, let me see. Tell me more about the movie. This is my thing. I'll, I'll get it. Jason Schwartzman and Adam Scott. The Overnight. The posters and asterisks. Yes, with Taylor Schilling. Yeah, and and, that, and the yeah. plot of that is they, they, they it's two couples that come over to have a dinner party, and then Jason Schwartzman like brings up the idea of like swapping partners, but yeah. then like he ends up fucking Adam Scott. Right. It's crazy. It's I crazy. Remember? It's crazy. Really liking that. It was movie. really fucking bizarre and I, weird. I used to still do film journalism when that came out, and I interviewed yeah. Adam. I interviewed Adam Scott for that. Don't remember. Dang. Don't remember what we talked about, but. I remember really liking that movie. It was back in my phase of like all those good indie movies. Like um, mm. there was one where like the, the end of the world's happening and it's like during a dinner party and like dirty bombs are going off. And it has Yeah, The Invitation. The, was it The Invitation? I th- think so. I think it's that like they're going to poison. Everybody's getting poisoned, but then everybody all over the place is getting poisoned. I don't know. It, dinner. Crazy dinners. Yes. It's a disaster with David Cross. Oh, yeah. I didn't see that. Or there was like there's like there's a sci-fi one where like during a dinner party like 
the, they encountered the exact same group of people down the street trying to send them signals the entire time. I think that's time. called Coherence. Yeah, yeah. That's a crazy fucking movie. Crazy, oh. crazy movie. Oh. Yeah. So what have we learned? Dinner parties are the best thing in the Dinner fucking world. Dinner parties are the best, always and go, they gotta be go. wild. Always and listen, go. like, she's so worried that there's gonna, oh, they fucked, there's gonna be this tension. Like, no. it's a dinner party, baby. Yeah. Something mm-hmm. else mm-hmm. crazy could happen. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. if an asteroid get it, hit the house, or, like, your husband could fuck him or something. Like, crazy dinner parties. What do we live for? That's all I ever want. Every dinner party I'm at, I'm like, somebody, you know, <laughs> somebody throws, fuck me. Somebody fuck or throw something at somebody or scream or choke or Heimlich or like, let's go dinner party. I don't want to just sit there, have a couple drinks, go home. I want something wild. It's a party, baby. It's a party. Have you been to a good dinner party? I haven't been one. I've never been to eight. a dinner no. party yeah. where something happens. I've been yeah. to, you know, my friend Taylor. It's a great cook, and she sometimes has people over for dinner, and we do the you know the drinks, and her, I bring a Lambrusco, and we have a lot. Like, don't get me wrong, we have a lovely time, but like, how great would it be if like Taylor's boyfriend stood up and was like, "I fucked him" or something? Whoa, whoa! I want to go to a dinner party where the next day I'm like talking to my friend. I'm like, you won't yeah, believe what happened yeah, at this dinner party yeah. last night. And so, like, oh, I can't uh, believe I fucking, oh, I should have, I should have not gone to my, my ultimate Frisbee game. I should have uh, gone to the dinner. I can't believe we had this dinner party and I came everywhere. Like, I need something to happen at a dinner party. I was going to a dinner party once. Yes. And I bought a loaf of bread. Yes. And is this I, from the Seinfeld? <laughs> this is real. I stole the rye from an old lady. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I went, I went to Cobb's Bakery mm-hmm. and I. And I bought a, a loaf of bread, and I asked them if they could put it in the oven for, like, five minutes to heat it up. Sure. And then they're like, oh, sweet. And then I was like, hey, can you wrap it up in these kitchen towels I have? <laughs> so you can pretend that you baked it? That's so good. Keep going. <laughs> so, so they take the kitchen towels. Oh, my God. This is the most accommodating bakery ever. Keep going. <laughs> they say, they say, are you going to pretend that you baked this bread? <laughs> and you're like, yep. And I go, Yeah. And they go, okay. And they wrap up my bread like it's freshly baked. That is in... What, na- drop the name again. <laughs> the Cobb's Bakery? <laughs> Everybody, go to the Cobb's Bakery <laughs> with your own towels. It can be your bread. And the best part was I was going to Caitlin's uh, dinner party. And I come in there and I'm like, oh, man, I baked this like loaf of bread. She's like, you baked a loaf of bread for us? And like I hug her. And as I hug her, I mouth oh. behind to everyone else, I didn't bake the bread. Oh, <laughs> see, that's so good. That's so good. They should have just given it to you for free for the, you know. On the, the hygiene. Yeah, just. <laughs> you explain a good enough hygiene to me. I'll give it to you for free. Yeah. Every fucking time. It just time. keeps the day interesting. So I think we've decided. Go to go, that go, dinner go, party. Go, like, go, go, what go. are you going to do? Sit home and watch a movie? Like, go to that dinner party. And it's like, listen, if you're in a position where, like, you could fuck the male part of your, like, couple friend for a year, like, you know, things are a little rocky. You can use a little wild dinner mm. party. You're not that stable. A little dinner party, a little wild dinner party could be good. I think the, the dinner party has been replaced by the millennial cottage gathering. It feels like everyone goes to cottages now instead of having dinners. Uh, I, no one's inviting me to cottages, but... No one can the afford even, a place with a with a sure. dining room but with a fucking table. there's even more chance for wildness yeah, at yeah. the cottage. Oh, that's sure. But I mean, like, 
God, like 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 a three hour dinner, you get me there. Once a month, like hell yeah, why not? Oh, that dinner party scene in Tyler Perry's Why Did I Get Married? It's like the one guy. Now are you seeing that as like a, as like a, a goof because Tyler Perry makes like comedic movies. Well, this is a comedy drama, but there's this crazy dinner party where it's like you find out one guy's cheating on the woman, and then another guy like has venereal disease because hmm. he cheated, but then it's actually his wife cheated and gave it to him, and like everybody screams at each other, and then one person's choking someone else, and like. I think every dinner party should be like that. Mm-hmm. And ironically, you know, we went to film school together. And what's the fucking first like short films everyone makes? Dinner party movies where it's like, oh. I didn't, but I should have. And, and they're all terrible, too. They're all fucking horrible. And I was watching even like I was watching Bo's Afraid and like, you know, the, the production design's fucking amazing. But every time they're eating dinner, spaghetti. You know, it's oh. like, I'm like, oh, I got PTSD. Give, give me a different fucking meal than spaghetti, for the love of God. Every dinner party should be Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. And now let's get onto the answer. And I hope that let's this New York Times guy is like, go to the crazy dinner party. You're also going to be really annoyed. Okay, wait, but well, I'm going to read it. While you read it, let me, let, me, let me do this while you read it. Here you go. <laughs> I have nothing to say about this. It is not my place to judge you, but it's not <laughs> my job to drive your getaway car either. I would see this differently if you had an open marriage. I get the awkwardness of the upcoming dinner. Still. Oh, that was kind of good. <laughs> I think it's distracting. That's true. I get the awkwardness of the upcoming dinner. Still, after years of... Still, after years of lying to your spouse about this affair, by omission or commission, you would seem to be well-equipped to extricate yourself from dinner on your own. I agree with you about cutting off contact with your ex, less to spare you discomfort or temptation than to avoid continued disrespect to your spouse, who is apparently unaware of your years-long betrayal. Like when even the New York Times guys like betrayal. Practically, you and your ex have formed a multi. Practically, you and your ex have formed a multi-destruction. Little. Practically, you and your ex have formed a mutual destruction alliance. Neither of you can unmask the other without unmasking yourself. There is a kind of safety in that. But I urge you to reckon with the deeper issues here. You have broken faith with your spouse. But I urge you to reckon with the deeper issues here. You have broken faith with your spouse. For years, you have misled your partner about your sexual and emotional fidelity. Indeed, you still seem profoundly involved with your ex. If monogamy does not suit you, tell your spouse. This dinner is a mere (laughs) footnote compared with your dishonesty in your marriage. I suggest working with a therapist to decide if and how you can repair the damage. I love when the advice columnist is like, you're fucked. Mm -hmm. Go Go to a therapist. And this... Works in perfectly into one of my musings I have. Oh, we haven't had a musing yet. Go ahead. Uh, when you go to the... So, you, you've gone to therapy. If, mm-hmm. if, if you went into therapy one day... I went to therapy today. If you went into therapy today and you were wearing a top hat, would your therapist ask you about it? I think he would. <laughs> okay, so. yeah. I think he would. <laughs> He'd be like, what's, what's with the top yeah, hat today? Yeah, often? for sure. <laughs> And what if you're just like, I don't want to talk about it. See, like, the nice thing about going to therapy, I mostly do therapy over the phone because I see my Toronto therapist from yeah. New York. It's probably AI. Yeah. But, Tell um, me more. <laughs> That's right. But in person, he sees, like, he's very attuned to like my posture and how I'm sitting and blah, blah, blah. And when I walk in, I my thing with therapy is always when I walk into his office, I move the chair a few inches forward. Right. Always. Oh. And like he's mentioned that before. And he's like, you always move the chair. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's so funny. a little closer. In Bo, the, the, his therapist points out that he feeds his fish every time. Like he comes in, he's like, oh, could I feed your fish? And like he feeds them there every time. Uh, yeah, I guess that my, my, my amusing is, I guess your therapist cares if you wear a top hat. Yes. And yeah, you know, I disagree with the advice columnist. I'm like, at, you know, 
go to the dinner party. Go, go, go. For the love of God. Take the job You're with already, the artist and go yeah, to the dinner party. You're so beyond fucked. Like, you've gotten yeah. yourself in such a mess of a situation. Like, the least you could, you know, at least have a nice, you know, a little dinner. You might meet someone who's in as big of a mess as you. And then Maybe you could start fucking the guy from the third couple. Wouldn't that be wild? All right, let, let me read one with my real voice now. Okay. Well, what do you think? Dinner? You think we should go, go to the dinner go party? Go to the dinner party, yeah, no matter what. It's always a story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now I'm, you know, it's a race between you and me. Who's going to the next dinner party? I'm gonna be I like know. scoping. Hey, you having dinner? You having dinner? You having dinner? Yeah, but next time I invite you to a dinner party, I'm gonna be like, make something wild happen. I will also say that people at dinner parties suck at cooking, man. I, I, I one too many fucking pasta dishes that are just yeah, like speak the, for yourself. the grossest fucking like. I mean, they, they were they were good, but like. I don't know, man. No one's ever like, oh, here's a fucking pot roast. You know, and you're like, dang. I feel like my friends that have, I have a couple friends that will invite people over for dinner and like they know they're good cooks. So I would love to meet your friends because I know I like to cook. I like to cook. I should cook for you. I should cook for you. I know you have dinner after this with your family, but I'm going to cook for you. You're not going anywhere. Are you a good dinner party guest? I'd say so. I'm a good yeah. middler. I could fucking keep okay. it up. I and I also cook all the all the dinner every year for Christmas dinner. I, I cook for like fucking twelve, thirteen okay. people. You know, so I'm like I, and I like having that power, just being like, Yeah, I can go to the kitchen whenever the fuck I want now. And poison you. <laughs> all right, dear urban diplomat. Wait, wait, wa- wait, who's this from? Torontolife.com. Hey, Canada. Dear Urban Diplomat, my wife and I just moved to Toronto from the Kawarthas. As it happens, we have friends who live a few streets over, so we've started showing up at theirs unannounced. Such a behavior is quite routine where we're from, but I am getting the impression that is not welcome in the big city. Every time our friends open the door, they seem a bit confused, and they rarely invite us in. Is the drop-in dead? Should I start texting ahead of time? Signed, Space Invader, comma, Bloor West Village. I love the drop-in. No, I love a drop-in. And I, I think, always love a drop-in. And the relationship. Like, and, I- and the frequency. Sure. When I'm in Toronto, um, oh yeah, you drop in for everybody. Yeah, I have I have friends like up. You know, when I'm saying with my parents, I have friends who live around there from high school. A couple of friends who like still or like live at home, or I'm just like know the families, and I just walk right in. Mm. I'm not <laughs> even like drop in like, hey, I'm coming by. I'm just like like sign up. does the drop like, in? He does the come in. Yeah, I, I I open the door and I just go, honey, I'm home. <laughs> and then sometimes I have a, like one of my friends. They don't lock the door, and sometimes I like, do that. There's no one there. I go, honey, I am home. And the dog comes over, and I'm like, oh, there's nobody here. So I play with the dog for a minute and leave. But all, um, all yeah, I fr- love a drop in. All your friends say Hoffman came inside me without permission. That's right. You know, every without time. Consent. Um, but don't drop in on me. I don't want to get dropped in on. Well, I only will drop in on you. Never. I've had like a friend walk, like ring my buzzer, and it's like, "Hey, I'm in the neighborhood." I'm like, "No, like you're not coming up." No. Oh, I was gonna say we both live in apartment buildings, so it's very hard to drop in. Seinfeld made it seem like it was gonna be like the most frequent thing ever, but you know, no one, no one's on the path along the way to my apartment building. Versus the yeah, but in New York, I'm on the path. I'm in Manhattan, so really, I would, I would would absolutely buzz by you every fucking time. I'm like, oh hey, don't move to New York then. And it's also different now. Like it doesn't just like buzz into your apartment. Like you get a phone call. It's like even if you're not at no, home. No, for me, you push a button outside, and there's like a machine by the door, and that rings. No way. Yeah, there's no phone call. Interesting. Yeah. And then I have to get up and walk over and push the thing. Hmm. Hmm. Well, the other thing is, we in Toronto, it's like so infrequent that you have a. I was I was eating oysters by myself the other day, just reading Fleischman. I had a bump in with my friend Nick. He just moved in like 20 mm-hmm. minutes uh, away from me, and I was like, oh my god, the first bump in. You know, always a good fucking bump. Oh, in. A little bump. But doesn't happen that often, so mm-hmm. you savor it. And this person lives in fucking Bloor West Village, you know, sure. like 
for the listeners, that's a ways away. Yeah, and it's like you know, it's in the city. Fucking, you know, if you bump into someone, enjoy it. You I know? drove here from Blue Ross Village. It took me twenty five minutes to get here. So well, there's your explanation. But yeah, is the drop in dead? Maybe, maybe. This, what does the response say? <laughs> I guess this guy's name's Urban Diplomat. Okay, you know why? Right. Also, it's dead. It's like so much more to do now. You know, back in the day, you know, 30, 40 years ago, whatever, you're now, sitting at still, home. There's, yeah, no, you're there's sitting at home like you're just do. twiddling no. your thumbs. I'm, there's I'm, nothing to do anymore speak now. Speak for yourself. I'm entertained. No. I could TikToks and my, movies don't no, count. I don't, I don't watch TikToks. I could be, you know, watching The Bachelor. I'm going to use this. I'm going to use the Hoffman voice. Oh, great. The drop-in is still a thing, but people's comfort levels vary. Mm-hmm. Maybe your friends are neatniks who like to tidy up for guests. Mm-hmm. Whatever their reason, they've given you a clear signal. Why not act on it? <laughs> Texting them beforehand is a good way to assess the situation. You've already narrowed the distance between you and them by 150 <laughs> kilometers. No need to overdo it. You know the funniest thing why about... Am I, why is AI me yelling? The funniest thing about... You, because you and Robin both can't... St- do the same distance to the microphone so the little oh, clip okay. i sent in has you guys like at like wildly different distances okay. so sometimes like you're on the microphone and sometimes you're back here okay um i think ai me brought up a great point which is that yeah my, my apartment's always messy and when i know someone's coming over i clean up a bit but if someone just you know drops in like it's probably messy mm. do you have to leave right at six or are you good for like yeah you have to leave right at six yeah oh, you okay well we, we got 20 we got 20 minutes to wrap it up we got plenty of time how much how far in are we we're 40 minutes in. Okay, we can do 20 yeah, minutes. Yeah, All right. Let me, let me go through. I got some good ones, too. Okay, I might have another one. Let me take a no, look. No, no. Let, 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 let me. Do, do okay. I, I got another musing, too, though. Yeah, yeah, muse. Okay, here's one. You go to, the, you go to like, a 24-hour grocery store late at night. Mm-hmm. You walk in. You see a cashier. Mm-hmm. You see a security guard. Mm-hmm. Why aren't all cashiers security guards? Mm-hmm. And they should be making, like, $60 an hour. Okay. Right? $50? Like a, a dude in a security uniform scanning your shit. Because, hey, they can do both of those fucking right. jobs at the same time. I was like, I was like, I saw, I was like looking at one and looking at the other, and looking at one and looking at the other, and being like, damn, this is like $150 an hour job. And you know what? Everyone would want that fucking job. Everyone would want that job. You would have the best mm-hmm. fucking service there. Forget about give teachers guns, <laughs> <laughs> give cashiers guns. Ooh, that's a good idea. It just makes sense to me. Where it's like, we should be combining some of these yeah. fucking jobs that more are out com- there. More combi- I mean, we, you know, it, it, we need more jobs. So combining doesn't Teacher help. security guard. But Every teacher should be yeah, a security that's, guard. That's, that's the one where I'm like, eh, scary. Uh, but um, yeah, that's an interesting. Yeah. All right, here's one. Dear Karen Feeding, how do I tell my charming, funny adult son that the antidepressant he has recently started taking has flattened his personality? Me. He says it's working for him, and maybe I'm being selfish, but I miss the quick wit and the razor-sharp people skills now replaced by this very nice, still very intelligent, but basically neutral-toned young man. Signed, have I the right? Oi vey. <laughs> Oi vey. I can't even relate to this. I don't think I know, like, you know, maybe aside from you, like, I don't know one that's, like, taking, like... I mean, maybe they all. Maybe everyone's taking antidepressants, and that's what they're fucking. Yeah, it's wild that you it. say that because everyone I know is on antidepressants. We know a lot of people like in America, though. Is sure. it easy to get antidepressants in Canada? Probably. Well, I don't see why not. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I've adju- I've 
lowered my antidepressant dosage. You seem the exact more, same. I, I know, but I'm feeling a little more unlocked. But I'm sure we're getting you know, older too. We're just fucking like losing that energy. Yeah, on the on the bad vice, I'm you know we started still flying in 2018. This show, I think, so yeah. it's been a while. But um, six years. Hmm. Interesting. Dear, have I the right? With all the usual disclaimers, I am not a doctor. Not every yeah, antidepressant is right for everyone. There is often an adjustment period where you start taking one. It can take time to find the correct drug and dosage. Mm-hmm. Your son started taking antidepressants. Yeah, but sometimes you hear things where it's like, oh, yeah, his antidepressants were fucked up. And he, like, sliced 30 people with a machete. Sure. <laughs> it's something to blame it on. Under no circumstances should I suggest that your son stop taking the antidepressant he believes is working for him just because you find him less witty now. <laughs> if you've noticed a huge swing in his personality that truly troubles you for his sake, not yours, you know, <laughs> she's funny. It's like, you know what? He doesn't do any more zingers. Like, he used to have, like, you know, these great fucking yeah. jokes, you know? Well, he was like a podcast guest. I'd be like, where are the zingers? And I was like, hello, mother. Hello. The meatloaf was delicious tonight. This was a wonderful dinner party. <laughs> I fucked your wife. <laughs> <laughs> You can't have a wild dinner party if someone's on too many antidepressants. Hey, hey question. Me, go for it. Did I, was Bobby always Bobby or did I start Bobby? You invented Bobby I invented me. Bobby. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I'm looking at a postcard on your wall from Bobby. And, it's and she signed, wrote Bobby. It's signed Bobby. So she started using the nickname. Yeah, I think I came over and started Bobby because the musical company, you know, there's the, the uh, song, Bobby, Bobby. So that's here, why Bobby. Here's another, uh, here's another musing. I don't know. Yeah, go ahead. Uh... My friend saw someone with a communist tattoo. Hmm. You know, like, well, like uh, the hammer and sickle thing. Sure. And I was thinking, like, you should be able to go up to those guys and be like, hey, name three dictators right now. You're a fucking fake. You're a fucking fake fan, you know? Or, like, go up to a guy with a cross tattoo and be like, name three disciples. Name. <laughs> fake, fake, fake. Name three Jesus. <laughs> name three Jesuses. It feels like you should be able to do that because, like, you know, the, the people gang up on women in, like, cool band shirts. Band shirts are fucking cool. And everyone always harps on them being like, you know, oh, name a Metallica song. Name a Metallica song, you know. And I'm like, man, you got people with crosses. Then I'm like, give me I one Bible know. verse. Give as, me one fucking Bible verse. As a verse. Grateful Dead fan who, like, as a, who wears a lot of Grateful Dead shirts. You wear lots of band merch. Yeah, but I, I, I only I have a David wear, Bowie shirt. I, I'm always afraid that someone's going to point well, it out. Well, I only wear band merch for bands that I listen to. Yeah. And I, and I like that if other people did that because then I know I would oh, wear, we, can, we, we like the same thing. We can talk about this. And it's like, oh, you like the Grateful Dead? And they're like, who? And mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, uh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was, you know. You're right. You don't, You're right. I don't know who's, the, who's, who's with me and who's not with me. You, you, you make an absolute, you know what? You've changed my mind now. Yeah. I used to be like, oh, who cares? Like, as long as the design looks it's like, cool. wear something else. This is for us. Yeah. Because what you wear is very fucking important. Like, what you, it's yeah. like what you say to people, basically. Yeah. I see someone in a Grateful Dead shirt. I want to give them the nod. But, like, they don't, they don't know about Morning Dew, baby. <laughs> okay, yeah, I completely lost it. Okay, oh, I was, we go. were doing the music. Yeah, I don't think that yeah, question. Name, I don't name, think that question. Name three communists. communists. I don't go. think that question was was great. Uh, I don't know why you picked that about the, the antidepressants. I think it's because you're on antidepressants. You can give a little uh, yeah, personal touch to it. Yeah, I gave my thing. Sure, I and guess that, what? Yeah. It was depressing. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, w- I wish it would be antidepressant. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Just a depressant, dear Caroline. A long while ago, I was having a catch-up coffee with someone I knew back in high school, and she asked why I used to pick on her. I used to tease her about a certain body part. Mm. I am ashamed to say it didn't occur to me until she asked that I had been a bully back then, her bully, among several other glaring character flaws this points to. I can't remember exactly how I responded. Maybe I actually said the words, I'm sorry, 
but I don't feel like I truly apologized. Since that conversation, I've thought a lot about why I was that glass bowl back then, and I've written out an apology. I wonder whether I should send it to her. Maybe sending to her causes her to re-experience the pain I caused her. Also, years have passed, not just since high school, but since that conversation. Maybe my apology is too little too late. Plus, I'm a writer and I've been working on an essay for publication that would include the apology. I've been working God. on an essay for a publication that would include the apology. She may never see it, but she might. She's a writer too, and if she does, she's she'd quite possibly recognize that it's about her. What do you think? Should I share it with her? We haven't spoken since that conversation, though we're friends still on social media. Signed too little, too late. That was crazy. Yeah, I was so I was gonna be like, just send it, you know. We'll, yeah. Or like make it shorter, you know. It doesn't have to be so descriptive of every incident, but don't let someone know how you're feeling and thinking. But putting it in an essay you're gonna publish, you sound like a fucking cunt. Yeah, yeah that I don't like that. It's I, not because then it seems like you're just doing it for the essay, not doing it because you feel bad. So. Don't send it if you're gonna publish your little essay. Just be the fucking asshole writer you are and do your stupid essay, or don't put it in the essay and send a thoughtful letter. You can't have it both ways. You can't have your cake and eat it too. Give me a saw trap about an old bully who wants to write to her old bully and hasn't said anything in years. Okay, I'll I'll give you like ten seconds here, and then you're gonna play the music. Oh, I got the music. What? Give me a name. Um, uh, you can cut this at this bit. Fails, oh, obviously, but. signed too little, too late. So okay. TL, you know, Trisha. Okay, okay, let's just. Right, I got it. Hello, Trisha. You've spent your life trying to make good on your past sins. You finally had the opportunity, but you squandered it for personal profit. <laughs> now you will have to choose. If you send the letter, each of your limbs will be slowly removed with this blade. If you publish the essay, you will be beheaded. Make your choice. You have 60 seconds. That was pretty good. I don't think either of the options I gave, you know, were, you know, it was like. No, no, she should, she should absolutely um, send the letter because her body parts will be torn off. But she'll have the, she'll be alive, and the yeah. person will know about it. Versus if she publishes the essay, chopped off. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That was pretty good. I, I that made was that incredible. Up on the that was really good. I watched a lot of Saw movies this week, so I was thinking about it all day. I'm like, will he will he be able to pull it off? And you did. Yeah, congratulations. But the the, the music, you know, when it for oh, those it bits, usually, oh yeah. It, but in those parts, it's usually the slower. And then it gets that's the music that you played is the end where they explain the twist and they're like yeah you know what's great about the saw movies they they show flat at the end when they explain everything they show flashbacks to things that happened like ten minutes ago it's great I love that it's a little reminder I can't wait to fucking see that new one in theaters oh baby like like a month it's gonna be like the end of September give it to me I love it Mm. give me jigsaw. So when all the worrying and processing yes. in your head had reached the point where you could name the feeling, the disappointment in yourself back then in your and in your apology more recently, that was the time to dot, 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 publish an essay on that your possibly still vulnerable friend might or might not randomly stumble across. Yes, I kid. Oh, she goes on for a while. Uh, the essay is already in progress, so you have no choice but to own it now. I wrote my way through to what I wish I had said to you over coffee, and it's in an essay I plan to publish. I'd like you to see it first. 
Apologies only count when you're ready to take whatever new lumps or chip falls you have coming. Sure, I just still think he's an asshole. And ooh, voice crack. I still think he's an asshole, and there's no easy way out of this other than like, did you, you know? It's like there's the question here. It's like, were you prompted to write this apology because you felt bad, or did you have an idea for an essay that included you writing an apology? Because if mm. so, it's worthless. Scum, saw trap. Let me hit you with another baby. Okay, dear Abby, I need an attitude adjustment. My sporty, outdoorsy Type A daughter, who is in her thirties, dates men who are. Brackets typically wussy milk toast dead fish handshake individuals. She's respectful towards them and doesn't bully them, nor does she mother them. Try to change them to improve them. Nor does she try. Okay, it's like nor does she try to improve them. How can I be less critical of her choices and how do I respond tactically when she asks me for my impressions of her boyfriend? Signed, trying to change. What does milk toast mean? Like I see it all the time, and I just found out that it's spelled with a, you know it's spelled with a Q. That's I mean, we, confusing. We, we know what it means, but you're asking like, where does it come from? Why is there a Q in it? What does it mean to you? Like milk toast? Milk just means like plain, plain Jane, vanilla. Yeah, why ice is there cream. a Q? Well, I'm telling you now because it's obviously from like a, a fucking like oh when the milk toast blah blah blah. Yeah. Etymology from the character Casper Milk Toast of the comic strip The Timid Soul, created by American cartoonist Harold Tucker Webster, and first published in 1924. The character was named after the American dish Milk Toast, a food consisting of toasted bread in warm milk. My mom ate that all the fucking time. She'll just, like, have, like, old stale bread and milk and put sugar on top. That's She called that cereal. So Serbian. Yeah. <laughs> so Serbian with a Q. Now you know Milk Toast. All right. Let me hit you with this last one. Yeah. Wait, oh, wait. Yes. <laughs> milk Answer. Toast. Yeah. What do we think? You you meet someone. You, I feel like you've had friends that – I feel like you've had friends that dated Milk Toast people and you have friends that are Milk Toast people. You definitely know some Milk Toast I, I motherfuckers. Think, I think the even bigger question is like when your friend is dating someone you don't like or you know, mm. whatever. Um, Just keep your fucking mouth shut. Like – I don't know. I hate when, your place. when someone dates someone boring and they're bringing them over to the fucking big ass, you know, dinner the parties, party. Okay. And they're just like, what do, what do you think, uh, Ashley? And they're just like, I don't know. Well, then seat them at the end and invite yeah. another couple. Like, you yeah. know, nothing, nothing good ever comes from that. Dear, uh, oh, dear trying. Tell your daughter she doesn't need your endorsement and that mm-hmm. if any of her suitors make her happy, you are happy for her. Then bite your tongue. Yeah, that's right. Shut the fuck up. I mean, the limp handshake is another thing. Like, you should have a good handshake. Nothing worse than meeting somebody and that you shake their hand and you're like, Ugh. and it's like gross and like sweaty. Well, there's not even but forever if they don't squeeze your hand. Sometimes I like to spit in my hand before I okay, shake people's whatever. hands. It's like it, it, it. If someone has a bad handshake, you should tell them because it's something they can fix. All right, here, here, here's our here's our ender. Should we have Robin read the last one? Bobby, take it away. I mean, I mean, we. Uh, 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 Dear Harriet, my son has moved back into my home after getting a divorce from his wife of one year. He is 25 years old, and I feel his marriage failed due to his misogynistic comments. Over the past couple of years, he started watching a YouTuber who has been giving him these ideas. Mm -hmm. If I'm honest, I also feel as if his actions are a result of my poor parenting. I am his mother, and I raised him to become the man he is today. Since moving in, he has been making my two daughters' lives much more difficult. And they will often get into arguments with him because he constantly talks down to them. As a mother, this breaks my heart, but it's difficult to intervene and put my foot down because he is a grown man. My daughters tell me that I should kick him out of the house because he shouldn't be here, but I'm scared to do so because his finances are really tight right now due to his divorce and inflation. 
How do you suggest I navigate the situation? Wayward son. Wayward. I mean, <laughs> okay, Bobby. Um, the inflation. I yeah, mean, what can you, sound, do? you know, if he's such a dick and your kids are like, get but, this guy out. Before of here. you do like a, like a, th- a three minute long rant, I don't have again. a three minute long rant, but go ahead. She kept referring to the other people in the house as like my daughters and his, like my son. Like my son moved back home and my daughters. Like, doesn't that kind of seem weird that he's, she's not like, and his sisters are like, blah, blah, blah. Cause it was like, oh, yeah. Uh, where was it? Since moving in, he has been making my two daughters' lives much more difficult, and they will often get into arguments with him because he constantly talks down to them. Hmm, maybe they're from different, uh, well, different just, fathers. I, I don't want to take his sense. side, but like you know, he's he's just moving them temporarily. Sounds like these daughters are there full time. I think time. you need to maybe sit him down and have a conversation, and maybe have a little probation period or something. Like, but you know, either do this, change your ways, or you're out. I mean, he's only there temporarily. I mean, maybe these daughters there. Maybe like, he should live in the garage. I always wanted to live in the garage, especially with those like little like they build up the second floor in those. Sure, put them uh, in the garage. Let them build up a second floor. I don't know. That's tough. He's he's red pilled and yeah, like you know, hard to go back once you're red pilled. Yeah, and it's not fun to live with, but it's temporary. You were once red pilled, and we got you back. How did we do that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's temporary, and you know, I just think a probation is good. You just say you know, shape up or you're gone. Yeah, right on. This was titled Misogynist Son Makes Home Life Uncomfortable. Oh, he's a, oh, he's a misogynist. Dear Wayward Son. Kick you, him out. I changed my mind. Go ahead. Let's hear the response. You may not be ready to put your son out of your house, but surely you can lay down the law. Establish ground rules for how you expect him to behave while he is there. That includes speaking respectfully to his sisters. See? Sisters. Mm-hmm. Give him examples of how... Yeah, she, she's not like, oh, yeah, your daughters. Yeah, your sisters. Sisters. Give him examples of how he's been talking to them and how hurtful his words have been. He's probably doing that thing where it's like, uh, I didn't say, I didn't call them fat. I said they should go for runs more often. You know, and he's like, I'm just looking sure. out for you. I'm just looking out sure. for you. Go a step further and have a serious talk with him about what happened in his marriage, how you believe the YouTuber has negatively, negatively influenced him, and even how you may have steered him wrong. Now is the time for him to take control of his life. Tell him he can stay with you for a while if he is willing to treat everyone respectfully. Otherwise, he's gotta go. That's right. That's what I said on the advice columnist, baby. What do you think, Bobby? Uh, you really love to just ask Bobby on this spot, but you know what, bro? Yeah, what do you think, Bobby? You really gotta, you really gotta, you know, it's like, it's like two brains at once trying to function, you know? I mean, what, what do you, what do you think, Bobby? What's, what, what's, what's your take? I agree with Gorgian. He is always correct. Okay. Well, there we go. We there you go. Okay. Well. Well, I really have to pee, so I think this is a wonderful place yeah, to wrap too. it up. I think it was really nice and short and sweet. This and is the it, only episode of 2023. That's the one 2023 episode. It was so nice that Do Bobby. Do you miss podcasting? Yeah. It's fun, eh? It is it's, nice. It's good. It's, it's, especially with Bobby here. It's great. Those are the golden days, man. The three uh, of us all pumping out, you know, just pumping, week after week. Pumping. 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 Mm. Pumping our podcast juices. Well, yeah. thank you for joining us here on Bad Vote. Oh. Keep it up. Yeah, I can always thank cut. you for joining us here on Bad... <laughs> they they uh, won't hear this, uh, you know. Thank you for joining us here on Bad Vice. It's been a pleasure. We'll see you next year. And... Uh, Merry Christmas, Bobby. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Wish wish Robin was here. Wish every guest we've ever had was back. How I wish. I wish Bobby was here. Hello, Bobby. You've been trapped in the computer all this time, but now you must make a choice. Will you re-enter the world with Gorgon and Matt and be 
forced to suffer their terrible opinions on many podcasts? Or will you live in the computer forever to decide you must cut off all your toes and fingers? You have two minutes. Let the games begin. That was good.